Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. start talking about trees it seems to be um, you know a, an unusual turn for the conversa- conversation why did he start talking about trees so he does a good thing and there's a man who is demon possessed blind and mute and Jesus heals him all three problems the blind sees the mute speaks and the demon possessed is freed from his possession then some of the people who are against Jesus start to attack him and say he must have done this miracle by Beelzebub. He removes the demons by the demons. And then Jesus very patiently explains to them why that is not the case. And then he says, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So if I'm doing this miracle by the demons, then the house of the demons is divided. But the house of of the demons is well and truly strong. People are falling prey to the tricks of the devil. So that can't possibly be the case. He then goes on to say, what about the strong man? If you have a strong man, the devil, how can you take the goods from that strong man's house unless a stronger comes, ties up that strong man, and then takes the goods? Telling them, the devil is the strong man who had in his possession this soul and a stronger than the devil is here, Christ himself, who tied up that devil. So he's giving them a, a systematic argument about why this miracle is indeed a true miracle and why he is not what they accused him to be. And then he starts talking about trees. The tree is known by its fruits. If the tree is good, then the fruits will be good. Why does he start talking about trees? And of course, it's not just a random teaching. It follows the same argument. It follows the same proof. And I'll read for you the explanation of St. John Chrysostom about the trees. His implication, Jesus' implication, it would be more consistent if you either found fault with my deeds or praised them so that I could meet these charges openly. But having no fault to find with my works, the fruit, you pass the opposite judgment upon the tree, me. So Jesus is not randomly speaking about trees and fruits. St. John Chrysostom explains that he says to them, you see that the fruits are good. It is a good thing, a good action that a demon-possessed man is freed that a blind person can see, that a mute can speak. That is a good action, that is a good thing, that is a good fruit. But then he says, but because you can't possibly deny that that is a good thing, you can't attack the fruit, so what you do is attack me, the tree. You can't criticize the miracle, the action, so you criticize me, Jesus is saying. But that doesn't make sense either, either because 
A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. So this is why Jesus all of a sudden starts talking about trees. He is proving to them yet again that his action is a good action and he is good and the source of all good. And so the question we need to ask ourselves is, well, how can I assess if I'm a good tree? How can I assess if I am a good tree that Jesus is happy with? How can I assess if I bear good fruits? And there's a couple of clues from the readings today, one of which comes from the Pauline. I need to ask myself, what is my response to those who deal harshly with me? What is my feeling towards those who unfairly criticize me? What is my response and what is my feeling? And this is what St. Paul says, and we labor, working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Is that something that I do? Being persecuted, we endure, rather than complain, rather than be bitter. Being defamed, we entreat, rather than defend, rather than defame back. I entreat. I entreat God. I entreat God to give me patience and I entreat God to bless the person who is defaming me. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. So one of the ways that I can assess if I am a good tree bearing good fruit is my response to this harshness and my feeling towards the other person my boss, my family member, my friend, whatever. Another clue comes from the book of Acts where we meet a character that we don't know too much about. His name is Jason. And he did something very risky. St. Paul and Silas were controversial figures, preaching the name of Jesus, considered by the Romans as a threat to civil order. They worship another king apart from Caesar. And so Jason did a risky thing and he harbored them in his house. And the people came and bashed on his door and said, where are they, these fugitives that you're harboring? They couldn't find them. They took them to the court. They find them. And so I need to ask myself in my desire to serve God, how much discomfort am I willing to tolerate? That was a hard day for Jason and for his family, no doubt. One of the ways that I can assess if I am a good tree bearing good fruit is how, how, how often am I outside my comfort zone for the glory of God? How often do I show love when I feel like I have no more love to give? How often do I labor in my service? How often am I uncomfortable? On this day, Jason was truly uncomfortable, putting himself in harm's way. So how can I assess? We can say, you know, we serve God. But sometimes we serve God when it's convenient for us. And then as soon as it touches our comfort, that's where my service stops. But we must learn from this example of Jason. 
And the final question is, okay, so we now know why Jesus started talking about trees. And we now have some clues about how to assess whether or not I am a good tree bearing good fruit. So what do I do now that I've realized, look, I, I, need, I need to be better. I need to do something. And we should start by how not to do it. It sounds ridiculous, but I think sometimes what we try to do is we don't care if we are actually a bad tree or a good tree. We just want good fruit. So sometimes what we do is we've got this dying tree and we sticky tape good fruit on it. And we blue tack it. And we, we just... And we kid ourselves and we try to kid the people around us. But of course we can't fool God. I might be internally harboring all sorts of animosity towards somebody but I see them and I smile and I sticky tape a good piece of fruit on a dead tree I might be so greedy whether I have money or not greed has nothing to do with the balance of your bank account it's the desire and the lust for money and internally that tree is dead but I sticky tape a shiny piece of fruit on that tree by giving when my heart is really in pain over that, give, that giving so how not to do it is to just accept that the tree is bad and just to pretend that the fruit is good and there's some examples of that in the book of Acts, of course. Ananias and Sapphira, the tree was bad. But they sticky taped a piece of fruit on that tree and said, yeah, we're going to give. And their end was terrible. Simon, who saw that by the laying on of hands, the apostles were giving the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, I'll give you money. I'll purchase this power from you so that I, by the laying of my hands, may be able to give people the Holy Spirit. He was trying to sticky tape a shiny piece of fruit on a dead tree. So how not to do it is to pretend. We may feel fool other people. We may even fool ourselves, but we can never fool God. So how can I be a good tree bearing good fruit. If you think about the parable of the sower, what, what needs to happen for that, that good ground? There needs to be sun. There needs to be good soil. There needs to be water. There needs to be a farmer taking care. So how to bear good fruit? It comes back to the foundations of our spiritual lives living a sacramental life. We receive the Holy Spirit in our baptism. We have this gift that is confession. It is a gift. It is a gift. God is so, it's unreasonable. It's unreasonable how willing he is to forgive us. I come and I say, this is what I've done. And I'm sorry. And I wish I never did it. And the priest puts his cross on my head, prays the absolution. It's okay. It, it, God is, it's, it's unfathomable, the depth of his mercy and his willingness to forgive partaking of the sacraments, having Holy Communion, 
prayer, reading the Bible, fasting, all of these foundations of our spiritual life. This is a good environment for a healthy tree to grow that bears good fruits. And so that's why we should never be irritated by the Sunday school answer of, oh, how do I overcome jealousy? Pray. And how do I overcome anger? Pray. And how do I overcome malice? Pray. Because any other way, apart from a life that is rooted in the sacraments of the church, and in my spiritual struggle in prayer and fasting and vigil and reading the Bible, then the tree will be good and the fruits will naturally be good. When I want a quick fix, you're sticky taping a shiny piece of fruit on a dead tree. Everyone who comes victorious over a repeated sin. I have observed that it's usually nothing new that they've tried. And I think it makes sense. For example, people struggling with pornography. And they come in and say, okay, what should I do? How do I overcome this? If there was one silver bullet that would help everybody to stop doing this, then I think we would just say, okay, this is what you need to do. It's a fail-safe method, 100% guaranteed and we'd be done with it but nearly everyone who has overcome this repeated sin comes and says the same thing I haven't really done anything different I don't really know I've just been praying like I've always been praying I've just been attending liturgy I've just been coming to confess I've just been getting up every time I fall in other words they're taking care of the soil around that tree. And that bad tree is becoming a good, healthy tree. And then one day, one day, you walk past and you say, wow, there's a nice piece of fruit growing on that tree. If there was some silver bullet, we would just tell everybody. But there isn't. It is a slow process. And needs the grace of God and our effort. So just to summarize, Jesus talks about trees because he's reminding us that by our fruits we are known. How do I assess if I am a good tree? Just reflect on the two things from the readings today. My response and my feeling towards people who deal with me harshly and how willing I am to be out of my comfort zone in my service. And finally, how do I become a good tree bearing good fruits? Don't sticky tape, but rather be patient. Live a life rooted in the sacraments of the church, rooted in your own personal spiritual life, and then one day you'll find beautiful fruits growing. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.